I'm just a wife and a mom trying to balance my frazzled life. A podcast about health, wellness, fitness, yoga, business, and life. I talk about everything from ways of eating healthy, mindfulness, yoga, working out, manifesting, to pop culture, momming, adulting. I try to have fun and laugh at myself along the way of my sometimes stressed out and frazzled life. This is Fit, Fun, and Frazzled, and I am your host, Nikki Lanigan. Hello, my fit, fun, and frazzled listeners and friends. Thank you for tuning in again this week. If you are new here, thanks for listening. I am sitting here with one dog on my lap right now and the puppy getting into literally everything. If you celebrate Easter or Passover, I hope you had a great holiday. Right now this week, my kids are on spring break and I am taking a spring break, also only working part of the day. So I am putting out a rebroadcast of an episode I already did. The episode is with Mike McVeigh of McVeigh Media, a full service consulting firm. Mike has many, many, many accomplishments. I touch on them in the next little clip, but also in this episode, you will learn about entrepreneurship. If you want to start a podcast, radio, what the pandemic has done to radio, and a little bit about McVeigh Media. McVeigh Media is a full-service consulting firm that specializes in content creation on air, online, digital streaming, podcasting, network and syndication, social media marketing, production, marketing and promotion, strategic design and positioning, research, construction, and analysis, and many more on-air talent also. So you can go online at www.mcveighmedia.com to check out more. And I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope everyone's doing well. Please, if you like this episode, share it, like it, leave a review, and rate it. And that's about all, I think. So I hope everyone has a wonderful day. It is so nice in Ohio, in the north, northeastern Ohio, Cleveland area. 80 degrees this week. Really unheard of. Last Wednesday, I think it was, we had a whiteout snowing on April 1st. And now here we are, April 6th. It's supposed to get to 80 degrees today. So this is literally Ohio's weather. And enjoy this episode. On today's episode of Fit, Fun, and Frazzled, my guest is Mike McVeigh, president of McVeigh Media. Mike happens to also be my father. Mike has um, experienced 40 years as a programmer. He consults radio stations, recording artists. He's had ownership of radio stations. He has received numerous awards and acknowledgments. He is the recipient of the prestigious Rockwell Award. He's received an inaugural Innovation in Music and Media Award in 2017. He's ranked number four among America's top programmers by Radio Inc. magazine. He's number 14 on Radio Inc.'s top 40 most powerful broadcasters. And the list goes on and on. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you.
co-host Nikki Lanigan. And on today's episode, we have Mike McVeigh from McVeigh Media. Hi, Mike, which he's also my dad, so I might refer to him dad sometimes on this podcast. (laughs) Hi, Nikki. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to be a guest on your podcast. Thanks for asking me. Thanks for coming on. I know you're very busy. You're a busy man. (laughs) Oh, thanks. (laughs) Um, Well, I'll tell the listeners if they're not familiar with what... uh, McVeigh Media is. It is a full-service consulting firm. And uh, do you want to go in and talk a little bit about it? Yeah, I mean, we uh, we consult radio stations and podcasters and artists, singers and songwriters. We have a digital part of our company where we work with digital companies. We uh, consult everything from radio stations to production and imaging businesses uh, several syndicated radio shows. Uh, I've been involved in creating and launching shows like Delilah. Um, you know, we consult the John Tesh radio show. Uh, for years, we consulted Jim Brickman's show. Right. Today, I work with the company that has Yay Networks, and they own the Kid Craddock show and uh, Tino Cuccino and a lot of things. And I also coach talent, just like there are coaches for golf or baseball or football. Uh, I coach talent and I've coached people from Stephen A. Smith, who you see on ESPN, mm-hmm. to uh, Daryl Hall and John Oates of Hall and & Oates and, and on and on. Fun. How did you get started in radio and music? You know, it was one of those things I wanted to do when I was a kid. Uh My father, your grandfather, worked on the Pennsylvania Railroad all his life. And just like airplane pilots today whose families get to fly for free, we could ride a train for free. And so I grew up in a little town outside of Pittsburgh. And my brother and I, my older brother and I, would occasionally take the train for free into Pittsburgh to just run around, go shopping, hang out maybe go to a baseball game. And he was seven years older than me. And right by the train station in a town called Greensburg, PA, which was near where we grew up, right by the train station was a radio station. And so we would stop and stare through the window of WHJB radio in Greensburg, PA. And the morning man was a disc jockey named Cowboy Phil. And we would watch him put records on the turntable and hear him speak on the radio because there was a speaker out there. And I just remember thinking, that's what I want to do. And I was probably 12 or 13 years old when I first said, that's what I want to do. And then I was lucky enough to eventually get a job working while in high school. I was 15 And I started hanging out at that radio station and working there. At about age 17, they let me start talking on the radio. And so that's what that's what got me started. That's cool. What do you so I know you worked in like Wheeling, West Virginia, and then moved to Los Angeles. Um, But what what do you think? What's the biggest way radio has changed since your first your first days? Well, you know, when I when I started, I mean, to your point, I. You know, I started around Pittsburgh as a DJ and then went to Wheeling, West Virginia, 
as a program director and a morning personality. From there, I went to Charleston, to Los Angeles, and, and you know, Cleveland, and worked my way around the country. It was in Louisville, Kentucky. But when I first started, AM radio stations played music, where today, you know, it's all FM. Yeah. Um, and, and we, you know, we didn't have, in the days when I started, radio was mostly owned by small companies, uh, what they would call mom and pop businesses. A man and woman in a community would own a radio station like the one I started at. And yeah. it, was, it was a family business. Uh, part of that was due to the government only allowing a radio company to own seven AM stations and seven FMs in all of America and no more than one AM and one FM in a market. And today, you know, companies like iHeart own 1,200 radio stations. Right. Uh, you know, Cumulus owns 500 radio stations. And so today it's very big business. And that's probably what changed it the most. It went from being a small mom and pop industry to a very big business where it's also delivering audio now on more than just AM and FM. Now you can mm -hmm. listen to the radio on smart speakers, on your phone. Uh, on Spotify, on Apple, and so on. Yeah. How do you think social media has changed the brand development game? Well, I mean, in a lot of ways, not only has social media created greater communication among people, but the advent of the cell phone becoming smartphones has increased listeners' and users' ability to communicate on so many platforms. I mean, the very first cell phones only did phone calls. You couldn't even text. And today on my telephone, my iPhone allows me to have television, radio, uh, Pandora, Spotify. Uh, I can buy things on my phone. I can send emails on my phone. Um, I can use social media. And social media you know, there was a time when the telephone or, you know, communicating in that fashion was our social media. Now with new clubhouse type programs where four or five people can gather and just have a conversation like it's a, a party line, which, mm -hmm. by the way, nobody today remembers party line. When, <laughs> I, when, when I was a kid, you know, three families may share the same phone number because it was a party line. And today, social media does that. So social media has created a great opportunity for us all to communicate with our friends. But it's also made each individual a broadcaster. Each individual is the same as writing a newspaper article. Each individual can give commentary. And so there's good and bad in that, right? We have haters yeah. out there. And as you know, you've heard me say to my family members before, don't follow me or don't openly say that you're my <laughs> child because people may hate on you that hate me. Yeah. Um, and so it can become very vicious. But I think that what social media has done is gone to one-to-one -one marketing. You know, no longer do you have to run a television commercial to hit millions. You can put up a post on social media and hit a million people. Yeah. I noticed I... I have I remember when I was little and all the local um disc jockeys on radio stations like getting their autographs. 
but I really knew nothing about them, just their voice. Like you didn't know what they looked like unless you got like their headshot. But now I feel like my kids, they could see, they see everyone and know everything about them now with social media and uh, following people on Instagram. Yeah. It's really, it's really opened it up and made it more personal and, and, you know, there used to be a joke where you would say somebody has a face for radio, meaning that they weren't necessarily the most physically attractive. Um, and so now, no matter who you are, because our telephones have turned ourselves into uh, celebrities, everybody seems to care about how they look and what they do. Right. I, saw, I saw the other day um, something where there are people now suffering from Zoom dysmorphia uh, you know where they're worried because you know they can't go out and get their hair cut and get their botox yeah filler, and so they have to be on zoom so you're right in what it's doing to all of us for sure i just don't put my camera on sometimes when i'm on zoom if i don't feel like being looked at that's smart more people should do that <laughs> What do you see for the future of podcasting? Do you think podcasts will replace talk radio? Well, I don't don't think um, podcasts are going to replace talk radio. Um, but I but I do think podcasting is you know going to continue to grow. Um, right. You know, there there used to be a thing called books on audio. Some people may or may not remember that. And so books on audio would, you know, allow someone to hear a favorite book on a cassette tape or on a CD. Um, and, and today, you know, to a certain extent, that's what podcasting is. If it's a scripted episode or if it's something like this where it's an interview, podcasting is like talk radio. But what's great about it is it's on demand. And so people are still going to wake up and make radio part of a habit where you turn the radio on in the morning because you want to hear what the latest news is or you want to know what the weather is. Or maybe you just like some air talent who's on the radio, <clears throat> excuse me, somebody who's on the radio, and you want to hear what they have to say. What attracts you to a podcast is going to be who their guest is. So I compare podcasting more to like Netflix Okay, like a talk show kind of thing. Yeah, if there's sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. If there's a guest you want to hear, then you may go listen to that episode. But if you don't want to hear that person, you don't care about them, you'll skip it. And and the other part of it that I think is kind of like, um, you know, um, Netflix is when it comes to say, I find a series I like. I may go back to the beginning of it and hear your first 10 episodes before I get to the newest episode. Does that make sense? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 That's what I've done with some too, actually. And I hate saying this because I have a podcast, but sometimes if an episode is like an hour or over an hour, I skip it because I'm just like, oh, that's really long. <laughs> Unless it's someone on, I want to. Here. Yeah, the best the best but. length for a podcast is 20 to 30 minutes because um, oh. people every piece of research I've seen says podcasts that are 20 to 30 minutes will be listened to more for exactly that reason you just said, Nikki, they want to they want to be able to sit down and listen to it. 
And so when I'm talking to a podcaster, if I'm coaching someone, I'll say, your podcast should be the length of time it takes me to drive from my house to get to work. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, So we're still in the pandemic, I guess, or COVID. Um, You used to travel Monday through Friday when we were little. Then you were living in Atlanta and still traveling. How has it been with everything shutting down? How have you shifted to stay home and still work with the music and radio industry and not travel? Well, I mean, so many people, back to Zooming, so many people I work with are doing Zoom calls or some kind of video call. And, right. and so I think we're now getting used to that and figuring out how to do it. And there is value to it in that you can share a screen, you can show PowerPoints, you can bring things up to people. And, and, you know, now that I'm used to it, now that I have my own ring light and my own little <laughs> uh, stand to put my computer on to elevate it so I have a better shot, I, I feel pretty good about, <clears throat> excuse me, I feel pretty good about, you know, how we are um, communicating via Zoom. Uh, I would like to get back to some travel, but I don't know that I need to be sitting in a room with a radio station or a talent that I'm coaching or an artist manager, I would rather travel to be at a radio conference or a music conference so I can hear live performances, so I can sit and talk to people in person, so I can have a social meal with someone. But as far as as the work part of it, I'm enjoying not traveling. Um, Even when I traveled back in the old days, I used to say, I'll look forward to the future when they can do like Star Trek and beam me down and beam me up uh, so that I can go home every night and sleep in my bed. So I'm enjoying being at my house. I'm enjoying being around my family. I'm enjoying, you know, having a life where I can turn off work at night and watch a little TV. So from that standpoint, I, I don't really care that I, if I ever go back to visiting radio stations or, you know, sitting in offices with uh, singer-songwriters. But I would like to go back and travel for fun, for vacation, and for conferences. Yeah. What advice do you have for anyone wanting to start their own business? Well, you know, it's it's very difficult when you are self-employed. You know, as you noted, for 28 years, I had McVeigh Media. And then I took a job with Cumulus and Westwood One, and, and oversaw programming and content creation for that radio station group and that radio network. And, and while I was there, we launched the Westwood One Podcast Network. Those things were very rewarding. But the biggest thing that having a job delivered to me was a sense of comfort, knowing that I have a regular paycheck, knowing that I right. don't have to call people and say to them, are you going to pay your bill this month? <laughs> yeah. And when you're self-employed, you know, that's the downside is that we eat what we kill. Right. If you don't kill it, you don't eat it. And so you've always got to be prospecting to get new clients. And, and my rule of thumb has been 20%. If you have 10 clients, you've got to add two to that to stay even because you're going to lose 20% of your business every year. And so when clients go away, you've got to be able to add new clients. 
Um, and so that's something you have to be prepared for. You have to have a strong work ethic. Um, mm-hmm. And as you know, your mother and I, if we're awake, we're working. Uh, right. First off, because we enjoy our jobs. People who don't enjoy their job want to retire. I never want to retire. We enjoy yeah. our jobs. And so we enjoy working. But you have to be disciplined to do the job. And the other thing I would say to people who, you know, go into business for themselves is it's on you. You have to make it happen. And so don't be intimidated by that. Be motivated by it. Accept it. I like that. Yeah, accept it. Yeah. Read everything you can about how to do better at what you do and make yourself a project. I am a lifelong project. I am always working to improve me. So that's the advice that we give someone who wants to own their own business. I like that. Thanks. Yep. What about um, any advice for anyone wanting to start a podcast or that is just starting a podcast? Yeah, you know, sit down and, and actually write out what do you want your podcast to accomplish? Meaning, do you want people who hear it to learn from it? Do you want them to have an improved life? Do you want them to be enriched? Are you interested in them learning about a product you want them to buy? Uh, are you just trying to entertain them? You know, yeah. what's, what's the objective? Why are you going to do a podcast? And then you need to sit down and think about, you know, structuring it. Everything has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And so if you were telling a story, you would sit down and explain to the audience what you're going to do today. You would then do it, and you would conclude by telling the audience what you did. And so that final part, that third part, is kind of a recap. So here's what we learned today. Yada, 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 yada. And then, you know, if you know what your next podcast will be about, tease it upcoming. If you don't know, don't tease it. Mm-hmm. The other thing is patience. Um, I saw the other day where despite the fact that there are, you know, podcasts that have a million downloads, the average podcast has about 100 downloads. And so that means there's lots of podcasts that have 10 downloads and 20 downloads. And so you have to be patient. If you're going to launch a podcast, be patient because it takes time for people to discover your podcast and to share it with other people. I'm working on that patience. (laughs) It's hard. It's hard to be patient. You're young. Patience is not a virtue for young people. (laughs) (laughs) no I know with my kids too (laughs) truly truly well thank you so much for coming on today and talking with me thank you I'm very proud of what you're doing with your podcast Nikki I enjoy listening to it I like hearing every episode so thanks for having me thank you thank you everyone for tuning in today Thanks, everyone, for tuning in and listening to this episode this week of the rebroadcast 
with Mike McVeigh of McVeigh Media. Again, if you liked and enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone. Leave a review and rating and comment. If you have any guests you would like me to have on or subjects you would like me to touch on, please let me know. As always, have a happy and healthy rest of your week and thank you guys.